0: Myth is brutal. Amiga platforming. Let's check it out on Amigos. Everything Amiga. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about myth. You know, Aaron, we just did gods, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so all of my ridiculous banter topics have been exhausted. We talked about the Greek gods. We talked about what you'd like to do if you were a god. Uh, we can't even use the alternate story arc for this game because it doesn't exist in the Amiga version, which was, boy, goes back in time to the land of the gods and goes Yeah, to yeah.
1: There were slight changes. will. We have something we can talk about, though. And that's like just straight up wanton violence because this game, you know, remember when Barbarian? You played that game, and mm-hmm. you do the move. There was a big move, and if you did it, you could behead the other yeah. guy. You know, remember that? And how yeah. cool it was when you pull it off. You're like, man! And how furious you were when you got it done to you. Like mm-hmm. in this game, you're beheading suckers like you're out cutting the lawn.
0: Just not non If you're if you're going to town with your with a melee weapon. You think that's a real word or was it invented for D and D? Melee. Melee?
1: Weapon. I think it's a real word, boat, but okay. it helps the d I've D&D. never read it
0: anywhere outside of the, the DM manual. So uh <laughs> if you, are you gonna have a sword, are you gonna have a mace or are you gonna have an axe? Well,
1: you know, I usually in, in terms of i D, I'm a big dwarf guy, a uh, boat mm-hmm. because I like the old I like that Warhammer, I like the axe. You know I'm down with that. Dwarves are kind of dwarves are kind of sturdy guys. They're mm-hmm. not mega. They're not tall, but they're like thick they're and sn- mean. Yeah. You know, and they're cool looking. You know, uh, uh, so I like I like when I'm when I'm driving around a dwarf. I like the, I like a warhammer right really my weapon of choice. If I'm taking, it, if I'm also a big fan of the old half elf. You know, mm-hmm. you never go full elf. I'm always, no. I go, I always go half elf, you know? And so when it comes to the half elf, I like your quicker, uh, weapons, like the old, uh, rapiers and that sort of thing. Uh, I, that's what I kind of what I dig with those guys. Cause I like the idea of having some kind of like, I don't know, Errol Flynn type elf or something. I guess in my mind, that's what I'm looking yeah, he's for. He's basically
0: Robin Hood already, you know. That's right. <laughs> Robin a, Hood with twenty years is what you want.
1: You know, when uh, you've never played Shadowrun, because when you think of elves, you think of like uh, the woods, you know, frolicking yeah. in the trees, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. when you play a game like uh, Shadowrun, with uh, you've got urban elves, you know, what and do that's they a do? tough. That's tough to get. Uh, tough to get around. I don't know. They're just you know, and uh, do you know the premise of Shadowrun?
0: It's like it's set in the future. C- corporations control everything. It's That's like Blade right. Runner, the role-playing game.
1: It's like Blade Runner, and then someone—it's—I mean, I swear to you—it's like Cyberpunk or something. And someone's like, "Hey, let's put some D and D stuff in it." And Gary Guy was like, <laughs> "I'm down." And so it's got orcs and trolls, and and you can play all these and, and elves and whatnot, and it, it's fun. It's actually—it's a mashup that actually works. Uh, for for the game. Uh, so when you're playing that game, you've got uh, I, I get rid of the you. You're not gonna get by with a rapier or something. You gotta have something cooler than that. Mm-hmm. So that that's where we have to break out the smart link for the gun that that fits in your hand. That that's pretty, you know, that kind of crap. But I'm not a, I'm not a full elf guy. Even in that. Now, what do you, do you have a preference when you play that stuff? I Obviously, feel I played like. That.
0: I feel like you are doing yourself a disservice by not having a bladed weapon. When you go yeah. into battle, you want to have something that can cut junk, you know? Yeah. yeah. You can, you can have something like you can, you can kill two birds with one stone with a, something like a great ax. Cause a great ax is heavy. It's two handed, yeah. but it also has a keen edge. Cause listen, I don't want to like smash somebody's face in. Cause I don't like violence. I want to decapitate them. Okay? That's a yeah. clean cut. It's a painless death.
1: The problem is, it's when you miss. Then what happens? You well, stick that axe right down into the floor, and then you're sitting there <laughs> trying to pull it out of the floor like a doofus while it's pounding the crap out of you.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> I have pretty much got one move when it comes to defending my life. I, I swing wild, and if uh, I miss, I just lay down and die. That's it. I know you, it's over. <laughs> have you ever, in real life, swung a, a big axe? No. Well... I've swung a Matic before, which I think is sort of like it's like a big uh, uh, firewood that's, split you mean like Give me the thing you did. No, that's not like an. I'm
1: talking a big, like the golden axe. Remember the no, golden axe? Golden Ax. golden Ax no. I mean, like? they've got. I, I don't know, I, but I'd like to swing one. You know, we should go to one of these SCA events. You ever been yes. to one of
0: those? Yeah, I would love to do that with you.
1: You look like a dork, unfortunately, when you're out there fighting with this foam weapons, but they got I real like ones a sitting around.
0: Naturally. It won't matter.
1: Well, you got a valid point there, Bode.
0: You'll be the only cool guy out there. The rest of us will be dorking it up. I've been
1: out. I went to one of these when I was in college, and mm-hmm. I told myself never again. <laughs> well, is, is SCA different than Renaissance Fair? Well, Yeah. I mean, it's, these are the same... They, they are a feeder group for the Renaissance people, I'm sure. The SCA is just where you get together, and you make your own armor, and you make your own weapons, and then you just fight. But the weapons are like foam-tipped foam, foam tipped and foam swords and stuff like that. So you can't actually... Theoretically, you're not supposed to kill each other. Although, I have seen people fight with real weapons and real armor. But mm-hmm. even then, they're like blunted or whatever. You don't want to actually go out and fight. I'm sure people get hurt all the time doing that. But do they still? Do they have jousting? They do crappy jousting. I've, never I've seen that. that. It's not that good, Bode. Mm. Jousting at these at tournaments—it's like it's almost like wrestling. It's a big, it's a work, brother, <laughs> as the Hulkster would say. I, I know there are jousting leagues, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, um I've never seen anyone in real life actually joust. It's, it reminds me when I went to the fair to see the demolition derby, and they put mm-hmm. the cars in in a, in a in a mud pit that's the size of like a tenth of a football field, where you can't get any speed. And So like they <laughs> they, they they can barely move, and they kind of run into each other. And there's a tank, and they go, "Look at that crowd!" And the crowd's like, "Yeah, you know, I've been to a real demolition derby. I would see some people get dealt with, man." Demolition like in derbies jousting. do they
0: have a play by play man that's over the PA? Sometimes
1: they've got like one of the guys, you know, like the monster truck guys. He's mm-hmm. deep in the mud. That guy. Right. Sometimes they, it depends on how cheap they are. Sometimes there's no amount of guy that can make the thing fun. I wouldn't even want to I'll try you, that job.
0: What I would like to do I'm a simple man. I would like to that. don I would like to don a Renaissance tunic and uh put on one of those poofy hats. Yeah. Go to one of these things and eat a turkey leg. That's well,
1: break out your checkbook, brother, because <laughs> those turkey legs ain't cheap. And if you buy the if you buy the tunic and crap at the Renaissance Fair, you're going to be in for hundreds and hundreds of dollars, brother. Really? They're, they're really? Yeah. Trust me. I took the kids to the Renaissance Fair to West Virginia. My my son and his little buddy chick, and they both wanted me to be get them full jester outfits. <laughs> And I was like, they don't have those. But if they did, I was looking at the price of this stuff. It's like a ringmail tunic was like eight hundred dollars or something. Now I'm not saying it doesn't take a long time to make a ringmail tunic because I know mm-hmm. it does. I know a guy that makes them. But I mean, I'm not paying eight hundred bucks for one. Is my point? Right. And, you know. Right. I want. Maybe I like can a,
0: get. I, I can get the classic, you know, Halloween costume version where it's the plastic sheet with the picture of the tunic right in the middle,
1: <laughs> or just a picture of a shield on there and a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we should go for, boat,
0: <laughs> Aaron. Let's talk about myth, oh man
1: man. this game's got some a bunch of like awesome themes. I will say yeah that. it's got an awesome title screen too. look at that thing that's actually the death i r i with the skulls. yeah, yeah, so. Here we've got... Uh, this is quite a game here, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. This is The game is called Myth, The Boat mentioned. Or Myth, History of the Making. It's the full title, Boat, mm-hmm. if you are down with that. Uh, published in 92 by System 3. System 3, known for their last Ninja series, Boat. Yeah. Uh, which I believe we had a hand at back in the day. Um, <clears throat> this game was designed... Uh, by Mark Kale, and also produced by Mark Kale. Uh, and Mark uh did a, a, some stuff. You know, uh he uh, uh he uh, we've got a full cast of system. I'm assuming there's not a, a, a there's not a design group listed on, on for this game, and so what you've got here is a, a collection of people that worked on a lot of like system three stuff uh kale uh dave uh call dave collins steve wetherill and they worked on a lot of these guys worked on stuff like the remember the putty games mm-hmm. uh and super putty putty squad they uh, love
0: their putty games
1: yeah well i mean i'm just saying they're in there of course a lot of them worked on the last ninja three you know so you've got a lot of that stuff in here so these guys have uh they have a uh um, They've got a good backing for a game like this. Uh, this is an uh, OCS ECS joint three discs. And when this thing came out, you were paying t- around twenty six pounds. Uh, you've got double versions of this on the Amiga, the regular version and the CD thirty two version. Did you did you try uh, both of them, or do you recall
0: which one? You... I did not. I t- I tried just your 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 regular non CD thirty two version. I
1: played mostly the CD thirty two version. Okay. Uh,
0: uh, so, From what I can tell, they are identical.
1: Well, I, I thought it might help me in the control area and it did, I think. Uh, because I was able to you know, pick controls uh, fairly easily. This game stunningly got around. <laughs> I mean, I was real surprised uh, that a game that looked like this was on so many machines. This was on the uh, uh, the Amstrad CPC, the C64, uh, the uh, uh, ZX, and also had a NES release as a, another name, uh, which we'll get to that in a little while. Uh, the uh, You mentioned this earlier, Boat. The plot of the game, and we got to talk about the plot for just a moment. Uh, the plot of the game changed uh, between when the C64, the other versions, came out and when the, uh, the Amiga version came out. Just to summarize... In uh, the other versions, the non-Amiga versions, you do play, as Boat mentioned, a teenage boy from the 20th century. He falls through a tear in the time-space continuum, that old that old chestnut, and mm-hmm. is transported to the time of legends. Uh, and there, he, uh, he, they tell him that the world's under attack from Dameron, the dark angel of time. You gotta go Damn. around, yeah, and, and, and basically get all the stuff you need to take out Dameron. That's the old game. That's... That's okay. The plot of the Amiga game, I think, has got cooler. So in the in the Amiga game, uh, Anka Lagen, that's a name, mm-hmm. a mystical warrior from the year 63 AD, uses the powers of Stonehenge to travel in time oh, cool. and combat
0: evil. Listen, and if you're going to tap into power. That's where you want to tap it That's from. right.
1: And, and then at the end of the game, you're also taking on Dameron. He's back. Uh, and uh, so you actually end up getting to the same place through a different means. I like the uh, <clears throat> the plot better in in the Amiga version, but that's just me. Um, this game is uh, an unusual title uh, in that you have um, you run around. It's a how would you a platform combat game this with puzzle they, elements.
0: I, I would call this a platform beat 'em up. That's what I'd call this game. With puzzle, elements. there are there are various, there are puzzle elements. But yeah. this is not a puzzle game. It's not.
1: It. It. You know what? This reminded me. Uh, before we get too deep into it, this reminded me a little bit of like Shadow of the Beast Three, where it's like remember in that one, it's a game, it's where you run around and jump and attack stuff. But it also has
0: puzzling. In, there's a lot more puzzling in Shadow of the Beast. Yeah, 3. well, this
1: game has one
0: puzzle in it.
1: Well, this game has more than one puzzle. It's got not different. I it's I got. Saw. Yeah, well, I don't know how far you got in this thing. So when this thing comes up, Boat, it does come up with this really cool logo. And then, mm-hmm. like we played the opening, the the name of the game's on fire. It's got this yeah. fiery opening. It's got this real... It's got multiple startup tunes that sound awesome.
0: What did you think about this when it first honed in the view, Boat? This game impresses at first blush. Um, and second blush, really. Um, you know, you, you you get right into the action... Um, you don't get anything by way of story. You've got to consult your manual for story. Yeah. It would have been great to have a little, like a one screen intro or something. Uh, you do get stage. The stages are named. Yeah. I think the first one is called like the, the caves of the damned or something like that. Um, and, uh, and then you get right into it um, when that, so my first, my first impressions of the game, I guess were, pretty favorable because it ticks all the boxes for me i i want to have something before the game just starts and uh i was able to uh to kind of see where was i and uh and the music was cool uh so yeah first impressions positive
1: yeah this game comes up i'm just thinking to myself if i was like a teenage boy and i'm still sort of like one and so when this game came up, I was like, "Oh man, this is getting me fired up to do something." Mm-hmm. And I'm going yeah. to Hades, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be right. cool. Uh, and then the game starts up, and you are a guy who sort of looks like he kind of reminds me of like Logan from Wolverine. Yeah. You know, that's looks, exactly what I thought. He looks like Logan. What's yeah, he's his got the hair. Uh, he's got the hair pop like blowing back in the wind, which are like Logan's floppy hair. Oh, well, he didn't have Blair. one. He's just Logan. That's his name. Really? He's he's what Weird. he's like Sade or something. Mm. Uh, but uh well, not really. Now think about it, but you know what uh, I mean, one name. <laughs> uh, but you guys got on blue jeans and you start off on a platform in Hades and the first thing that happens is skeletons are coming out of the ground. You're like, "Wow, this looks like it's going to be cool." And then more skeletons come out and then you realize, "How do I how do I attack? What's happening?" Mm. And then mm. demons show up. And more skeletons, and then you die, but right away, because you have no idea what you're doing. Even with the manual, you don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. What were your once you actually started playing the game? What were your impressions?
0: Well, I thought what we have here is a game that uh, is pretty unique in its style. I guess it is in most platforming games, enemies take one, maybe two hits to defeat. In this game, enemies take six or seven hits to defeat with your basic weapon, which is the old fist, okay? Or foot. Uh, and, or foot, yeah. You do have kick power in this game. He must be wearing the stretchy jeans. He's like Shawn Michaels. Uh, the,
1: That's what I thought. Well, He's super super
0: jeans. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, uh, I was like, okay. I've got to figure out how to get some weapons. And I was shocked at just how stalwart these skeletons were. Because if you think about an enemy that should go down without a fight, it's a skeleton. Because yeah. there's literally nothing holding their bones together except for the power of mystical magic.
1: They've already then, lost. Like, they lost before they started back up. So you fighting. Right.
0: You already beat them once, but
1: yeah, they're back that's again.
0: Right. Uh, then I noticed that this is one of these games that has the old, if you stand in the right place... And if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, depending on how you look at it, enemies will just keep coming. They'll keep forming out of the ground without mercy. Okay? So what you have to do is you have to negotiate yourself to a place where you can beat up some skeletons so you can actually get a weapon. Okay? So you start out and you're going, and you, you get your dagger. Then once you get the dagger, that's when the game really starts to get more fun. Because you can dispatch... The skeletons without nearly as much uh, hullabaloo, and also that's where you get your awesome move set from. Uh, this game has what I like to call the infamous Lionheart controls. Oh, scheme. I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. <laughs> this, this is where, in the, this is where you hold down a button and then you press a, your joystick in a direction to affect the uh, the swinging of the sword. So you've got your basic stab. Uh, you've got your uh, you've got a really cool backhanded maneuver. Uh, yeah, where it's very nonchalant. Uh, yeah, if it's you're facing like get off me. <laughs> yeah, if you're facing one direction, you sort of bring the sword up into the back, almost yeah. like you're a traffic cop waving on the 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 the, the, the traffic. And Is that a real move in sword fighting, it? boat? I mean, you're a swordsman. Well, I think that it probably it probably could be, but what happens is that you're sort of leaving yourself open for you know another <laughs> attack from another way, seeing Good that you're point. extended in the opposite direction. I hadn't thought of that. Um, and then you also have your uh, decapitation maneuver, uh, which is a straightforward sort of outward swing. We call it an ichimonji cut in Ido, which is a uh, right baseball across, right there, right across the top there. And so, anyway, you've got a, you've got a goodly amount of, of, of um, sword moves that you can do, and then in addition to that, when you kill a demon, uh, as is proper, you pick up a fireball, and you've got a projectile weapon in addition to that. Um, a limited one. Yeah, you've got a limited limited projectile weapons. So what you're doing in the first stage is you're essentially maneuvering around, killing skeletons, uh, killing demons. And if you don't know what you're doing, that's all you're going to be doing. Because there's (laughs) no clear way to get out of this stage until you solve the puzzle of Hades.
1: Yeah, Uh, which thankfully is written in full in the book. Otherwise,
0: thank you, This is one of these games that I wonder if they were like, we're going to put this out here, and we're just going to do the old Spectrum thing where it's like, you're going to have to figure it out on your own. And the publisher was like, no, no, we're not going to do that because nobody's going to be able to figure this out, and we actually want to make some money.
1: Well, I mean, listen, I'm going to give the people at System 3 some kudos here. All right. This is a game that starts off... St- well, okay, well, first I'm going to bury him, okay? Yeah. This game starts off in the stupidest way possible. Just having... I hate games the second you start. You've got an endless supply of bad guys that are literally attacking you the well, second it's you start. The, it's the Euro way. Well, it's I don't like it. That's a dumb way. That I don't, means I hate you don't it. like Euro. No, it's not... <laughs> that's not what it means. Anyway, so that that ba- that... No good. Bad. Bad. But once you come to grips with this, okay... <clears throat> I've got uh, I've got the uh, I've got to get out of here and move around uh, then you're right like I didn't read the docs I was just like that's just how, how long it takes to get out this level and so if you go all the way if you jump all the way to the right there's a big huge like a chimera up there who's just going bananas you, wouldn't and you believe can't hurt me. him
0: yeah you wouldn't believe how many different ways I tried to hit that hit that chimera because I was like listen yeah. this is the thing you gotta beat it's the boss Yeah, I would get behind it. I would get to where it couldn't hit me. I would hit it with fireballs. I would swing my sword at it. Nothing kills it.
1: Unkillable. And then, if you Mm. say, okay, I'll take the low road, which I often take, I might add. You get to a point where this is like mega jump. You're like, I can make that. You can't make that. You fall to your death every time you try it. So it's fall to your death or not fall to your death. So I was like, okay. I've got to get some help with this level. Still hadn't checked the docs. So I watched the sucker play the game. And he just nonchalantly gets past the thing I couldn't get past. I'm like, "What did he do? I don't even know what he did." So then I went to the manual, and so it turns out you've got to to get past that chimera. You've got to uh, you've got to uh, get a special weapon. Well, to get the weapon, you've got to kill the skeleton on the bottom level, and you have to chop his head off with a special move that there, there, sends the
0: head into the lava. There, there's three different things you have to do to kill the chimera. Okay. Yeah. The first thing you have to do is there's a skeleton that's hanging by a chain on the top level. Yeah. Okay? you got to cut that chain, and the skeleton <laughs> falls into the lava. Did you then follow you him draw- down to see what happened? Because I thought he had to kill that guy. I, so don't I, think, I, don't, I don't think that you. it's possible for you to get down there in time to see what happens to him. Right. You can't. But the next you, thing you have to do is you go down to the bottom level. And then there's going to be a skeleton that forms itself out of the ground, as all the skeleton, all the other skeletons do. You have to position yourself in such a way that when you do the decapitation maneuver, the skull bounces off the end of the ledge and goes into the lava. There is nothing in the game that indicates that this is what you have to do to beat this puzzle. This yeah. is horrible, horrible level design because and the skeleton looks puzzle... exactly
1: like all right. other
0: skeletons.
1: That's the thing. When you're designing
0: us. a puzzle game. You want to give the player at least some idea that this is maybe what you have to do. But there's yeah. nothing. There's none of that. What they should have done <laughs> is put like a big golden urn or something, you know, at the edge of that at the edge of that precipice and you have to cut the skeleton's head off and get the skeleton to go into the urn, some sort of a basket or something to give you an idea because there's nothing. It's just you're you're knocking the the skeleton head into the lava. It yeah. should not summon that demon lord. You haven't done something cool enough to summon the demon lord. And the demon lord is double cool.
1: He, he comes awesome. up and he unleashes another guy on you with a trident, and you got to mm-hmm. take him out. By the way, when uh, Boats right, everything you said is dead on. But when this guy comes out the lava, he's in the shadows. He's looking all sinister. That he unleashes this guy with the trident. Aside from the, the the crap that we didn't know what we were doing, that part's awesome. That looks that was, great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then you get that. I made, the, I made it to the third level of myth. Oh, very uh, good, Boat. And. Um, uh, and that there is nothing cooler than what happens in that first level when the, the he was sort of like a, like a demented genie and it's yeah. all parallax too, because he, he shows up in the foreground in front of the stage and he's giant. And then when he, when he unleashes his mini demon, mm. you can only kill that bad boy with fireballs. Okay. And so what mm. happens is you kill the lesser demon with the fireballs, the trident flops to the floor, you collect the trident. This would be a good time to talk about how inventory is managed in this game. Yet another example of poor UI in an Amiga title.
1: <laughs> yes, go ahead, buddy. This
0: would have been a perfect game because ducking in this game does nothing. You have no ducking ability. When you're a god, you don't need a duck. Okay? So what they should have done was they should have done the old down and the fire button to switch your weapons. Well, they didn't. Instead, what you have to do <laughs> is you have to hit... The arrow keys to select, or you have to hit the space bar to select your weapon. Wait, you've got to do it twice. It's like space bar, I think. Or is it space bar or is it the arrow keys? That I, used your... the, I used C32, and you didn't do any oh, of that okay. stuff. I think, you, I think on the Amiga pad, I think you use the arrow to select your weapon, and they do it in the dumbest way possible, too, because you're, you've got three inventory slots, Your middle inventory slot is the item you've got selected, which is dumb. It should be the one that's closest to you. It should be the one that makes sense. But anyway, I can forgive that. What I can't forgive is you have to equip your weapon, okay? So not only do you have to push over on the arrow keys to select your weapon, then you have to hit the space bar to equip your weapon, this is all the while while you're fighting off hordes of skeletons and demons and all the other things that you have to fight in this game. It totally takes you out of the experience. It makes the game tremendously frustrating. And there's no practical reason why they would have had to have done it that way.
1: I, I pondered this quite a bit. By the way, in the uh C thirty two version, you use the the left and right uh upper buttons to to go through the inventory. Okay,
0: oh, yeah, that's much better
1: and you use the blue button to select. Well, selecting is still dumb. And so I thought to yeah. myself, why would they have made it so you had to select the weapon as opposed to just putting it where you wanted it? Which makes way more sense, because it's... And trust me, you're right. It's a, it, it sounds sort of like a minimal effort, but it's a... It, you've got a lot going on. It's not like you could sit around pondering this crap. You need it right. So I can only assume that at, that at some point, or maybe strategically, you could have a weapon selected but not are uh, positioned but not selected so you can get it out there quick. Like I know in the docs they mentioned that when you throw the trident at that chamura, they're like you might want to go ahead and have it ready to go. So I yeah. don't know if I don't know if that was part of the plan. But I don't yeah. I mean I didn't get anywhere where that needed was that it was not I mean good. here's here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. In theory that makes sense. But in practicality, in order to get to where the Chimera is, you have to hold the sword until the very last second. And so when you select the trident, it's just like select the trident and go. Because you're going to die if you don't do it right away.
1: Well, I I I understand
0: where they were... Go ahead.
1: I mean, here's the way I look at it. If there is some point in the game where this comes into play, that's fine. All I know is... I also got to level 3 and it never came into play once and I had to scream at the stupid controls the entire time. So it's that means I hate it. I don't yeah. care if it's handy later or not. It's not if I can't get, not good enough basically. So I yeah, I don't like that. I I'm, I'm right there with you. I will say on the uh that's the main reason I used the CD32 version was to, so I could use the full controller, having those shoulder pant buttons to flip through your stuff. That's a that helped a ton. So mm-hmm. that was that's definitely the way to go if you're going to play this in 2023. I would go and Absolutely. play that that version of that. Um, so let's talk about the levels themselves. They're, generally, they're not what I would call. They're actually refreshingly not ridiculously long or complicated. They're right. pretty straightforward. They're a lot like the, the levels in Last Ninja 2, what we played, where the levels were there, uh, and they you whip through them. They weren't easy, but they weren't like a million miles long. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game has some real wacky stuff in it, though. We're looking right now on the second level, where you approach a goddess... Who And by the way, this game's got tons of like audio, like digitized audio in it. So a lot mm-hmm. of stuff talks to you and stuff. And she beckons you forth but she'll stop you at some point. And if you don't stop, she turns into this like creature and comes over and kills you. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. But if you do everything you're supposed to do there, which I consider this a puzzle too, by the way. If you do everything you're supposed to do there, she gives you an extra life, like extra hit point, basically.
0: It also gives you life a shield part. that you can use.
1: Yeah. And so... Th- th- that because by the way, you don't have to like I I got past her without actually getting it. So you could keep going and just not have that stuff. Trust That's me. That's exactly right.
0: That's what I did. I just kept jumping. I just kept yeah. jumping over cuz the second level the game changes completely and instead of being in a cavern where you're doing horizontal and vertical movement it's entirely horizontal movement. You're just basically yeah. running. You are in, you know in the in the sort of outdoor Greek environment with uh temples and columns there's, and all kinds of stuff. There's spotlights all over the place and they they just again the one, this game
1: has a flaw. One of the big flaws is that the enemies is dumb. And these guys just continuously come at you, uh, which is annoying. And this is sort of the, the enemies, that's sort of the way they are for the whole game. But yeah, th- I thought the, the woman part of that level was cool. Uh, and then the game sort of, this game, I, was, I would also call the level design uneven, I guess is the way I would put it. Maybe you may disagree mm-hmm. with that, Boat. Uh, I, the, uh, the, There's a level where you take on the Medusa, uh, which is the one after what we just talked about. It's another where, or excuse me, first you have to take on the Hydra. And the Hydra, I didn't have the shield. So, I, so, when I got past that to get to the Hydra, and then I didn't have it for the Medusa either. So, I just had to basically kill them by cheating. I should mention that I used a, uh, after a spell, I used a uh, Unlimited Man code. I don't know if you did the same. Oh,
0: I use Unlimited Mans all the time. Yeah. But Unlimited Men do not help you get past the Medusa, which yeah. I don't, were you able to get past the Medusa without oh, the yeah. shield? Oh, yeah. It's not hard at all. Okay.
1: She's actually okay. all you have to do is just walk up to her, and she's got a cadence to when she shoots a like
0: stone gaze. I was, yeah, I was thinking that you had to do something special to to kill the Medusa, you know, nope. sort of that trident type thing. That's where I met my end in mid. No, so.
1: I got, I actually got past her, okay. and I got, to, and I got past the Hydra too. The Hydra took me forever. Now, we should talk about these, uh, end level monsters. These things are cool looking, man. Uh, they are a huge. They're they're they've got digitized sound, uh, and they're 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 awesome looking. And they're actually sort of like they're almost like console y. I mean they're they're yeah. like proper in bosses,
0: but console quality in bosses for sure.
1: Yeah. I think uh, uh, this game gets a lot of stuff right when it comes to the graphics, the mood. It feels epic, like this adventure Mm -hmm. you're on, because you're using stuff you're getting from previous encounters to help you get past other encounters. But I like the fact that you don't have to have it. Like I said, I never had The Shield, for example, but I could. It made it a lot harder, but there were still ways to get past them, which I, I, I like that. Uh, the game for me took a turn after the Hydra are we on the boat. That got a little weird there. Uh, but if you watch, I don't know if you watched the whole game. The end of this game goes into, because eventually you're in Egypt. You do a whole mm-hmm. thing in the pyramids. And then this game gets really surreal, where you go into these out-of-body experiences that are like uh, shoot them up You know, they're like uh, shmups. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... It, they really are thinking outside the box on this thing. And so that when ultimately... Because we've sort of been meandering through this, they like, talking about the various levels and stuff. But when you when we get to the point where we summarize the game, like the game itself, is the game flawed? Absolutely. Uh, is the game's system of inventory it could be better. It could be a lot better than it is on the version Boat Played. But man, I can't help but love this game because it's so awesome looking and cool and it's so creative. Uh, The backgrounds are creative. The levels are different. It's just a different sort of game that I've played before. Uh, You know, even with the flaws in it, I can absolutely see how someone could enjoy it. Uh, Did you enjoy, in terms of the actual platforming and the control of the guy, I mean, how did you feel about the the way he you moved him around aside from the inventory, I thought this game
0: was fine. You know yeah. this game is always going to suffer from having up for jump, and it's always going to suffer for only having one button. Yeah. but if you take those considerations you know in stride, this game controls well, and it gives you the it gives me the two things that I want in a at an action platforming game. Okay, I want to see l- multiple levels. Yeah. And I want to see variety. And this game delivers both of those in spades. Like you said, the levels all look completely different. The enemies are all different on all the levels, and they're also very well animated. They're colorful. This is a very colorful title, despite the first level being set in a cave. Um, This game takes you through all different places. It really takes you on a journey. You know, you really feel like you're going to all these different locations. This doesn't seem like a game that was just sort of hacked together and got something out the door. These guys had a vision for what they wanted the game to be. And I think that they delivered on it. I mean, this is it's a difficult game. I don't know if this is one of these games that anybody can actually complete without cheating. But I thought that this game really is a it's a shining example of what an action platformer can be on the amiga and and I I thought it was very well done. It's I like the fact that you had no idea what was coming up.
1: And like mm-hmm. you don't know what style of gameplay it was going to be. Some levels I like better than others. I admit like uh we're looking at this forest, so I hated this level. All right? It was horrible. Uh, but uh, it was still atmospheric. It looked cool. There's a, every
0: level seems to have like a gimmick to get through. I love them, the fact you know? there's a, there's a, there's a special weapon in every level. The ship level yeah. you've got a great axe, and this level you've got throwing daggers. Again, yeah. it's just mixing it up. How many games have we played where it's basically the same game for two and a half hours? Right. This and, is different. Uh, this is better. That so, now
1: I, I'll look at this game. I'm trying to be objective here. If if I if someone bought me this game and it was 1992 or 1989, whatever came out, and, uh, um, I'm playing it with no cheats, and I'm on a, uh, just a joystick. I would, I'm not gonna lie, I would not like it as much. With, with, uh, with uh, the, uh, control pad for the CD32 and Unlimited Men, uh, I know this is a lot of S. I had a good time with the game because I enjoyed exploring the world. I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, the Last Ninjas are like that too, but this is way better, in my opinion.
0: I can't believe well, Last Ninjas. Last Ninjas totally, Ninja is a totally different game. It's got But that I mean, it's an exploration game.
1: Yeah, but you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. You know, That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're right. But I'm saying I like the, those games where you don't know where you're going or what's yeah. going to happen in the next level. And this is one of those... Uh, and it's fun. And like I said, the last couple levels are real super trippy. Like, someone really, you know, put a lot of brain power into coming up with these levels. I didn't get to play them. I just saw them. But they were really cool. It's got a cool ending. You know? There's a lot of cool stuff in between. Every level has something fun and interesting that happens in it. You know? I really liked it. Uh, this game, we mentioned it got ported to a lot of stuff, but I wanted to highlight... Uh, the uh, the NES port of this game, believe it or not, <laughs> I know, I know, this had an NES port. It was called, it was uh, released as Conan the Mysteries of Time, Boat. Yeah. And now, Boat, you tried this. What did you think of it? Horrible. Yeah, Horrible, it's got bad man. reviews. <laughs> this is, I
0: mean, this is this is one of these things where you, you, you get these games that come over from the continent on the Nintendo and you're just like, man, this is like one of those action 52 Codemasters unlicensed crap. But then you look at it and actually was licensed, it went through, it had the Nintendo seal of quality, which isn't, is if, if it's not an indictment on all that that stands for, nothing yeah. is. Yeah, this, this is, is, uh, this is, it plays horribly, it looks like absolute garbage. Uh, it is, it is a Poor excuse for a uh, a license with a with a license like Conan. Your guy better be awesome, and your guy is not awesome in Conan. He is a yeah. weenie. He's no good. Yeah. So that's a, now you so played it, a few other of versions. Of this.
1: You it's played a few other
0: versions too, didn't you? What else did you What else did you get into? I was gonna say it's it's sort of weird. I would like to know the timeline because this would be an awesome like like why didn't they call. Myth. Why didn't they use the Conan license for the Amiga release? That would have been really powerful. Because let's be honest, Myth is not the greatest name for a game. Uh, you know, if they had the Conan license available, why didn't they use that for all of the releases? I mean, because that would have really moved some titles. I think. What well, don't you? I don't know. I I think I don't. Oh, you don't. You don't think Conan's a strong property?
1: Oh no, I do think that. I don't. Since I don't know why they didn't have the license, I'm assuming because the the NES is the NES that was, they were selling like hotcakes and someone like paid for the license. because They thought they'd make a lot of money. That's a guess. Mm-hmm. Cause that, yeah. that, that license probably isn't that cheap. I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. they were buying like the you know, Gumby license here. I mean, it's Conan. Right. And back right. then it was a lot stronger than it is now. So mm-hmm. it is, it is, who knows? Who knows? They but I also
0: played, uh, I played the C64 version. The C64 version is very similar to the Amiga version. Oh uh, yeah. It, it looked the gra- good on that still. Yeah, the, the graphical fidelity of course not quite uh, the Amiga level, but the opening tunes, all of the music in the C64 version is better than the than the Amiga version. Really? Um, well, the Amiga version yeah. is really good. Yeah, I I really dug the uh, the 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 Sid uh voiced music on the the C64 version, but it's got the same sort of beat 'em up mechanic. Now, I didn't play it enough to get past the first level, so I'm not sure if there were any changes in the later levels, but uh and then the, I did I totally ignored the CPC and the the Spectrum versions of the game, which yeah. are from looking at uh videos of them. They're almost like role-playing games like a dizzy type game where like an adventure platformer where there's a lot more environment Puzzles, uh, which makes sense for a system like the Spectrum that's maybe more uh, geared towards a, a slightly slower pace of play. Uh, this the the CPC version looks like a, a horrible version of the Spectrum version, so you should probably avoid that. Uh, but uh, at some point in the future, maybe Iris and Claire will tackle the uh, the CP or the the Speccy version of Myth and see what it's all about.
1: I've heard good things about it, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. honest. So it might it might not be too bad. So I found some interesting. T- Rather wacky trivia on this game. I'll just go through a little bit because it amused me. So, um, uh, this the 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 uh, um, the the ZX version of this had a help had a helpline phone number with it, Boat, on the really? manual. But the number was was incorrectly printed, and so a random lady in Eltham received calls asking about game puzzles oh. according to the... Trivial movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else. Um, there. If you beat this game, it says that uh, the Myth guy is going to be back in uh, a game called The Dawn of Steel, the uh-huh. sequel. It never was made, unfortunately. So that's kind of a mm-hmm. bummer. Uh, so get this boat. Uh, this was sort of semi announced to be released on the Sony PlayStation, the PC, the Nintendo sixty four, and the Saturn. If you can believe wow. that. Just and so was Last Ninja. Uh, by the way, and so uh, speculation is that it, it never got released. By the way, but there was worked up footage, uh, but uh, or pictures. Who knows? You know if they were made, how they were made. Mm-hmm. But word on the street, according to the article I read, was that um, eventually System Three was like, "Well, we're gonna, we're not happy with the engine we've got on these new consoles. We're gonna rework." the engine for Last Ninja, and then we're going to release the new version. And since uh, Myth ran on sort of the same engine, they assumed that's what happened, and they never released, apparently. They never ended up making the new engine. So It
0: boggles my mind that this runs on the same engine as Last Ninja. Because, I mean, well, there is different... I think this wasn't Last Ninja 1.
1: It was like probably like Last Ninja Three or something, you know. Right. I don't know exactly. And also, these are I don't know what system three was cooking over there, mm. I, you know. It's the yeah they don't look they don't look at all similar in any way, you know. So, but I mean, I, I think this looks really really good. And we haven't played. I don't think we played the. We haven't played the last Last Ninja for the Amiga. Have we? I can't remember if we have or not. I don't think we have. Um, this got a Golden Joystick Award uh, in uh, in nineteen ninety. Uh, for, uh, it wasn't this version, it was the C64, uh, which got a graphics award. It was very popular on the C64 as well. Uh, so, it did okay. Uh, in terms of how it did, uh, on the Amiga, uh, the scores sort of ran the gamut, but they were so, I mean, they got some pretty good scores. Uh, you know, Amiga actually gave it a 96, which that's super high praise. Uh, Amiga Joker didn't kill it, 69. Mm-hmm. Uh and Amiga uh you got a uh, Amiga Mania in their brother with a 78. So some pretty decent scores. Do we yeah. get any disc? do we get any
0: Discord action on this? We got quite quite a few reviews. This oh yeah? Week. Start things off with Alien Breeder. Alien Breeder writes, Myth is an interesting game. Looks great. It's quite brutal. Despite the fact that it does seem to run a little slow and choppy, it still plays fairly well and can be fun. I think other games like Risky Woods or Gods are a bit better, but it's still good fun. 720 top bananas out of 1,000. Jocko 6502 writes, I once dated a woman like this game. Beautiful to look at, but infuriating to interact with. Okay, like the game title, that is a myth. A visual <laughs> feast for the eyes from the start, but oh no, the developers accidentally knocked the difficulty up to 11. Before you even take a step, a skeleton pops up and starts wailing on you like you owe it money. You start punching or kicking it, but they take an age to die and multiple enemies will spawn, making it quite difficult to stand and fight. They start dropping weapons that do help to a degree, but then comes the cool but over-complex weapon system. You slowly eke your way through the game, most baddies taking multiple strikes with no real signposting for goals. It's difficult to know what to do. I ended up looking at a walkthrough more than once. Eventually making it to the Valley of Kings with the Maze of traps, I called it a night after calling the game something I can't repeat in polite company. The game has its faults from iffy platform detection, cheap baddies, and a game-breaking soft lock on the first level, but I mostly liked it. However, it's just way too much grind and blind flying to truly make it shine. 7 out of 10. Yes, do not set second button as jump and WSU load. It makes using weapons a pain in the butt. That is true, yes. Patakko. Yes. Uh, Retro Jerry writes, Great looking game, with cool animations and demons. What more could we ask for? How about a semi-intuitive control system? I think if the controls were implemented differently, it would be really fun, but I didn't have the time to develop the muscle memory required to have a good time, or I'm just old. Either way, I give it 6 out of 10. And finally, Graham W. Vebke writes, for me, this is a game with nice visuals and audio but it's horrible to play because of the glitchy scrolling and sketchy controls. It's totally overrated on the Amiga and is far too difficult to get into because of all the cheap deaths. The gameplay is greatly affected by the controls. I think the C64 version destroys the Amiga version because it suffers less from gameplay issues and sketchy controls. Anyone who prefers this over gods is delusional. He gives it a 4 out of 10 on the Amiga. Seven out of ten on the C sixty four. Aaron, your final uh, analysis is this game better than God's? It's not really.
1: I don't think they're comparable. If you want the truth, I don't think they're mm-hmm. even that similar. This mm-hmm. God's is a uh, slow, like thinking man's like game. I mean, there mm-hmm. are puzzles. These are jumping, but I mean, I mean that I don't really compare the two. We've played other games that I would say are more like this than than God's. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to mention, there's a couple things here. Number one, we did mention there were two versions of this. This is one of those funny situations where uh, Lemon, the users of Lemon gave this a 7.8 on the old OCS ECS, and it gave the CD32 version a 6.9. So I'm going to say I don't agree with that. If you're going to play this version play the CD32 version. I think a lot of people probably haven't played that version, and so they're not getting the access to the better controls. With all that said, you still don't get a button for jump, mm-hmm. despite having a, a ludicrous amount of buttons. I don't know why they didn't add that. So that's an <laughs> oversight. And, you're, and you still can't add a button for jump. It'll screw up your your, your, uh, your controls. So, uh, I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know if this game is overrated on any because I didn't... I don't hear anything, anything about it. It's like we knew about it before this week. You know, normally if something's overrated, I knew about it coming in. So I'd say this game's probably just about what it is, but I thought it was, I mean, if you don't cheat, it's too hard. And, 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 but it's not, it's not Amiga hard. Even if you don't cheat, you can get somewhere once you understand how the game works. All right. Mm-hmm. I think there's fun to be had and, you know, you, he, a lot of people mentioned that the puzzles are sort of nonsense or they don't give you enough clues. This, The puzzling in this reminded me of just like a classic ZX game we'd play where this happened all the time. Yeah. People didn't seem to mind not knowing that you had to knock the skull in. At least they gave you hints in the first level to, so you understand how the game's going to work, mm-hmm. you know? And so I give them kudos for that. But I actually... I was ready to kill this game, especially after it started, and I got instantly killed by the skeletons. But I actually enjoyed it both. Yeah, I'm gonna say that this is what I would try. I would come back to.
0: This is a game that grew on me, um, but it's only because I cheated.
1: Yeah, it's good looking too. Hey, listen, you're cheating on the good looking game. It's all right. It's good looking. That's the way I see it.
0: Are you a sketchy tech? Do you have the right tools for the job? Have there been incidents next time don't try to fix it yourself send your broken amiga to retro rewind get a full diagnostic a reasonable estimate and the peace of mind knowing that your machine is in the hands of real technicians with decades of experience and cutting edge repair equipment save 10 percent off your repair with the promo code amigos 10 thank you to retro rewind.ca for supporting this episode News. All right, Aaron. We got a busy week here in Amiga News. First of all, a new game, Aaron. New racing game. that has been released called Rep. Ra- excuse me, Rally Cross. This is a. Uh, I, I don't know about your favorite type of racing games, Aaron, but I've got a real affinity for the old top-down variety. Oh yeah. There's something about uh pick up and play, you can see the whole course at once. Uh usually they are multiplayer, so there's shenanigans to be had. Uh this is a new game that uh is uh from Phase 10 actually no I'm sorry. This was uh this is from uh, Phase 101's game jam on car racing games. Also a new release at the Flash Party 2023. Um it says that uh, this is a game that can be played, I believe, on uh, any Amiga. Uh, and uh, it looks like, yeah, it can be played on Amiga 600. And uh, this this looks pretty good. What do you think about the old top-down genre, Aaron? I'm okay with it, but this looks incredibly slow. <laughs> Look at that. It looks so slow.
1: This is like how you would actually drive in the winter. You know, they've yeah. got this wintry road, and these cars are just moping along. Yeah, the... the uh, I mean, I like it. it's got. You can tell it's got skid marks that show up on the thing. It's kind of neat. There's a lot of characters. I don't know if they're just not going very quick or you know what the deal is here, but I like the idea. Uh, you know, we there's been a million of these. I didn't know about a game jam that was car games. I, I am into mm-hmm. that. That's pretty cool. And you know, hey, I'm always for different fun free games. So this looks, as far as that's concerned, it looks pretty good. The tracks look good. And the I wonder they the I'm author sorry, sort of
0: bury the author sort of buries the Amiga too. He talks about how much powerful the PC was compared to the Amiga in the late nineties, talking well, about duh. talking about how the seventy five megahertz pinning machine killed uh, the old Amigas. So I don't know if I want to support this guy or not. to Be honest just, with you.
1: Why would you kill? Him? That's a stupid comparison. Yeah, I agree. The late nineties PCs crushed Amiga. It came out in eighty five, brother. <laughs> how was him? how was the PC doing back then? Uh, It's still, I mean, listen, I support it, but that was a dumb statement.
0: I'm done with that. He's dead to me. Here we go, Aaron. Our next story this is the one that everybody's been talking about this week the full size Amiga Mini Maxi A500. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is not what he's showing here. Are you excited?
0: Are you ready for the next wave in Retro Games' latest machine? We should credit Crazy Burger here. We're looking at his video.
1: Um, I've heard I got a little inside baseball in this a while oh, back. Yeah. I know even and Andy, Jimmy are close. Does he have well, the inside track? Actually Jimmy wa- has worked with these guys. If you remember his ill fated his ill fated uh uh logo or slogan wallpaper contest was they call with it them. The slogan. It but wasn't uh, from what I've heard, this thing is going it's not going to I don't think it's gonna have a keypad on it. I don't think, and I know it's not going to have a floppy by, by, by drive. Keypad? Do you mean numpad? Numpad. What did I say? Okay. Keypad, keypad. Yeah. Numpad. Yeah. Uh, I think you're probably looking at something that's more akin to the Amiga 600 in size. Mm-hmm. You know, and really, it would. I like the Amiga the the uh, A500 Mini. It's cool. It looks like a miniature A500. That's cool. But when you go to the full size version of that. Uh, if you were to make a full-size Amiga version of the A500 Mini, there'd be a lot of empty space in that thing. I mean, a lot. And it would be sort of, not only would it be wasteful, but it would be uh, too expensive just because it's so huge. So it makes a lot more sense to, like, you know, cut it down a little, which I think is a good idea. As long as you get the keyboard in there, I think you're okay, you know? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it looks more like a 600. But I, in fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it looked just like a 600. They could even call it the A 600 Mini or Maxi or whatever. I don't know what they're going to yeah, do. There,
0: there, there's no rule that says that the 500 nomenclature has to be used in this full size Amiga. Yeah,
1: so yeah, that, it will have a working keyboard. That, right. That's that's that goes obvious. Yeah, it, yeah. So, and, and uh I was talking to Ravi, I think it was about the about the disk drive. I mean. I don't know if anybody consider the fact they thought there might be some kind of integrated distribution, but That I don't know. That'd be, can you imagine the price of that? It'd be in madness. Not the min- no. There's a million reasons why that will never happen. And we'll get into a story later where, I mean, I guess if you want to get a floppy drive on your weird gizmo, you can get it. But, I mean, the, uh, if they get the cost of this right, I thought the A500, which sold well, sold very well, Boat, from everything I've read, uh, but I thought it was too expensive. I thought they sold it for what this should cost. So, I, in terms of speculation on the price of this thing, I mean, I'm th- I'm thinking somewhere in the like a 199 pound range would not be surprising uh, to me.
0: Well, uh, it'd be dumb. Here's the mo of these guys. The being a mini or the A500 mini sold well probably after the first couple price cuts because this thing got deep cuts. On the on the on Amazon and secondary markets, I mean, this is Ti ninety nine four A style price. It wasn't. The they weren't that cheap. I didn't think it got started. cut that much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so, what's I the mean, cheapest you saw? Everything, like? from everything that I've heard. It wasn't until it got down below $99 before this thing really started moving. So I think that this thing is probably going to launch at the $250 range. You're going to get the diehard Amiga fans to go in there and buy it. But once it starts to settle down to where the A500 Mini launched, that's where it's really going to sell in big numbers. That $129 range, I think, is the sweet spot for mass market adoption of this full size. I think it's going to be an A600. I'm with you on that. I would
1: love to see since they're in sort of, I'm not going to say they're in bed with him but they've at least given him a passing look. I'd love to see them integrate some of Jimmy's stuff into this to make this a functional out of the box. To, I mean you're not going to get all the you know free stuff that uh, a mini uh, a, a, a mini mega has in it but just like uh, working with Cloanto to at least get some sort of a kick, a a a desktop you could go to to do some actual stuff with this, as opposed to the little thing that they had in the in the uh, to make it less like a toy and more like the actual computer. You know what I'm saying, Boat? I yeah. like to see I, that. I don't I mean know what happen. you're saying, but I think yeah. there's
0: a, there's more of a chance we're gonna see a floppy drive than we're gonna see what you described.
1: Well, if hey, you never know. It depends on. I mean, at software wise. It depends on who they've got to uh, embed with. What they want to
0: have is something that's brain-dead easy, okay? And that's what the uh, original A500 Mini interface gave you. People are still, you're still, even though this thing has a full-size keyboard, people are still going to buy it with the expectation that they don't have to go to Workbench. They don't have to do any of that stuff. Well, And if people want to do that stuff, it's super easy to install whatever you want on these things.
1: Yeah, I mean, you may be onto something there, but... But uh, you know, if you're going to take the time to make one of these with a full keyboard, if you're just going to play the twenty games that were on the first one, maybe a few more, what's the point of having a keyboard? What's the point of buying it at all? You know, well, it seems like this would be you're... something
0: more for power users. That's just me. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, it we'll we'll have to wait and see. We will definitely be giving you updates because hey, we talk about it because everybody else does. And also I'm getting <laughs> Gameplay of new Omega games from October 2023. This is, you know, I was going through YouTube and just seeing what was new on the Amiga scene. Uh, I really like this guy's channel. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy before. His name is uh, his name is Retro Gaming Dino. This might be that dinosaur pie guy.
1: He is.
0: um, It's not. Are you sure?
1: Yes, I guarantee it's not him. I mean, how can you you see you right there telling me, shooting me down? No, it's I mean, not. It it's be. not Simon Butler. He doesn't do Amiga stuff. He's just he's a ZX guy.
0: Oh okay. Well, anyway, this guy what this guy's done is he's made a very well indexed video with no commentary. And it's just little clips of every game that came out in October 2023. It's difficult for me sometimes to keep up with everything that's coming out. And, uh, you know, you can always go to Indie Retro News and read each individual story, go to Saberman's page and watch all of his clips. But I like seeing everything in one video, well indexed with the chapters and everything. Just a little, you know, most of these clips are probably two or three minutes long. You see the games, and by the end of it, you're like, okay, I have an idea of what is out there that just came out on the Amiga in 2023 or in October 2023. Yeah, this is. Uh,
1: we, it's funny how many of these we talked about, I guess we've been halfway on top of the job, but yes, yeah, this is handy and dandy, man. It, I'll tell you what, October was a good month for the, uh, old, uh, uh, for the old Amiga too. If you look through this yeah. list of stuff, of the there's game. a lot of good stuff on here. I can't wait to try. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is good looking stuff. This is a, I like this. You're right. It's well indexed. He did a good job. It, I like a summarization for dummy me being mm. dummy. And uh, so, and some of this stuff, like I, ha- I I don't know if I've seen how that much footage of this Castlevania game. We talked about it. But this looks pretty, looks pretty sweet, Boat. Look at that. That's yeah. AGA, brother. That's the power of AGA, man. It does. It so, yeah. looks
0: very impressive. I'm really looking forward to that. Castlevania. This one I remember
1: yeah. because you buried that guy last week. This is well. This uh, is about red pill
0: garbage fire. Oh, would so. you stop?
1: Oh, look at that. Yeah, this looks good. So, I, I, what's this guy's name was? Bo, give another. This is prep. retro
0: gaming Dino. Give him a sub yeah. on YouTube. He's hovering right at eight hundred and forty four subscribers right now. Go on there and uh, give him some love. Has he been doing this sort of thing for a while? Did you see other ones from different months? This is the of- very first video of his that I've ever seen. So, listen,
1: uh, Dino keep that up brother that's what that's that's good stuff right there
0: looking actually i'm looking at his channel page right now this is this is a fantastic fantastic channel because he's got new games on all platforms by month including he's got msx all the gameplay videos from the latest msx dev 23 contest really Uh, games october 22 this is a guy that you want to be how many subs has he got only eight
1: hundred forty four. So listen, go sub to this guy for God's sakes, because when you're putting that kind of work in, you need some action, man. That's the way I He's Absolutely. got to be monetized. So yeah, that's great. Good, good find, boat.
0: And finally, Aaron, uh, Chris Edwards has a new video out this month. Tell us about it. You know, I watched this video uh, uh, to see what
1: all the fuss was about. Ha- 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 me having a a a, a, a mini mig of sorts when the old uh, the old uh, mini MIG gimmick I bought from what's this dude a couple of years ago. Um, and so I've already forgotten the name of the product. I have. I love I've it. totally <laughs> forgot what it's, what it's called. It's called the Unamiga. Un-Amiga. The Un-Amiga That's right. That's right. And so, um, uh, this is Chris Edwards. The first part of this video, he talks about a case for the, okay. So let's talk about the mini MIG board. We've discussed it before, boat. It's a, it's a board that, that it's a, it's a board with a, uh, it gives you the ability to use a real processor on it, you know. Despite the fact it's got Mister Light qualities in there, it's got you. Can, it's got programmable chips, but you can use a real sixty-eight thousand or any of the other versions. And so, what else you can do is you can actually put in gimmicks, you know, like buffies and and pies and all this stuff. You know, the stuff. You know, so yeah. it's it's weird. It's kind of nutty. But, I mean, it seems pretty stable. And, mm. and and if you watch the video, he actually installs a... Uh, uh, he puts one of the Pi Storm gimmicks in there. Not Pi Storm, but the sure. little... Yeah, it is Pi, Pi Storm. Storm. That's what it is. And so he can output, the have HDMI output and do all the crap you can do with that. And he puts that on the Mini-Mig. So what you end up with is a Mini-Mig with a Pi on it. it. It's layers upon layers. And it got me to thinking... Boat about this, how wacky this is because some people like use emulation, right? For the like for your Amiga, some mm-hmm. people have whatever the Mister is simulation, okay, mm-hmm. and then some people have whatever this is. And I was trying to figure out what exactly this was, and I think it's, I mean, it's both, right? It's it's simulation and real, and with all emulation mixed in. And I thought to myself, where is where do we draw the line in terms of what we're doing? To me, he reads off how much this thing costs. The case alone is expensive for this bad boy. That case is not cheap. Uh, uh, I think it was like, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. It's a like hundred bucks, something like that, for That's that not little bad, thing. And then, and then the uh, the it's the mini case. the mini MIG is like, I think it's like. The mini makes like like four hundred bucks or something, something like in that ballpark. So you're, I remember thinking to myself, this is a five hundred dollar deal we're looking at here. That's not counting the pie and all the and all that jive. And also, much like the thing I had the Amiga, there's no HDMI output on it inherently, which mm-hmm. in in my mind that's a deal killer. And even yeah. when he hooked up the pie to this thing, you have to hook up you have to set up retargetable graphics just to get the HDMI to work. Which is, and I'm thinking to myself, my God, this you know, this seems like a huge hassle. Where do you? And I, so I know, Boat, you don't care about this stuff, so you're the perfect guy to ask. Like, where do well, you stand? Yeah. What's the What's the amount of money and time and effort to? Like, where do you stand on on this wacky hobby? I don't know if I've got an a question here for you. It's just odd to me. What did you What do you think about this?
0: Well. The way that I see this is this is very similar to you know the the X5000, all the OS4 machines and things like that. this is this is a hobbyist device for, for people who like to tinker with hardware that have warm nostalgic feelings about the Amiga. I mean this is a it's an established niche. There are people out there that love the fact that you can go out and you can buy new Amiga related hardware and you can put it in a real cool case. You can plug different devices into it. It's modular to some extent. Like you said, you can plug in different processors. You can plug in different accelerators to it. And the fact that it is still a hardware-based solution, that it's not software emulation, that appeals to people. The fact that, you know, you can get this thing. I'm looking at the Mini Mig case right now. Uh, Looks like that you can get, if you buy the case, and the board together it comes yeah. in at three three 390 bucks which yeah. is a, you know it's a, about the same price as a really good case and a mister but I don't think but, you get a processor with it Oh you don't you don't yeah it says CPU M68 SEC0 that made me believe that it was a processor but oh, I don't, I know I don't know, I know nothing about this Yeah so um to me that seems like Would I want this? No, because the mister solved every problem I could ever possibly have for the until the end of time. But if you're somebody that is very Amiga centric in their studies, they want to be part of a community that is surrounding all of these different specialized pieces of hardware. I mean this is not the most extravagant purchase you could make it's definitely not the price of you know the a1221 or the x5000 or anything like that this is much more reasonable and the fact that it's ultra expandable with all of these different doohickeys i mean it's it's a it's it's a hobby it's 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 for people that treat amiga hardware as a hobby
1: it's a, it's definitely as I watch this because we covered this thing a long time ago, but I've forgotten about it. If you want me to be curious, and I'm watching him deal with this thing, and I thought to myself, what a it's just an odd piece of kit. Uh, and it, and I mean, you're right; it will appeal to a certain amount of people. Uh, you've got your your certainly your rich hobbyists will get into it. I wonder because I'm like you, the Mister sort of took care of a lot of my issues. I wonder if there's a way to have a a, a 1200 core. That actually is accelerated to a certain degree. I wonder if they've topped out how fast they can do it on here. I wonder if there's a way to like emulate, like if they could have a like a sixty-eight sixty core, you know. what I'm saying for the Mister that would, mm-hmm. which would sort of cut out the middleman on some of this stuff. It's interesting mm-hmm. to think about, and I'm sure there's someone smarter than me that'll be able to tell us something down in the chat. If you know anything about what I'm talking about, straighten me out. I can take it down in the chat boat uh, or anyone else. I think that's. All We've Got Boat. Some interesting stuff this week, though. I, I got a kick out of it, man.
0: Yeah, man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Amiga News. What's been going on on the YouTube channels these days, Aaron? Uh,
1: Well, uh, Boat, it's been actually we've gotten a, a lot of stuff we put up in the last game. We'll just briefly blow through it, uh, Boat. Um, me and the Brent covered a game on Arsene uh, Sinclair this week called Their Finest Hour. I spent a lot of time playing the wrong game, Boat, uh, before I got to th- <laughs> Cause you asked mm-hmm. me about it, and boy, I was like, "Yeah, at least I'm sure it'd be great." No, I'd play the DOS version to get fired up because I played that the uh, the uh, Lucas films, the Lucasarts game, I believe it was, that made that. And then this was a tactical war game, and I mean mm-hmm. tactical. And I got to give the Brent credit because he picked up the the gauntlet and ran with it on this one. And I think we've got the most in depth look at this game there will ever be, ever. Uh, and there's also some gameplay footage because there wasn't any on YouTube. Uh, and uh, for that, we also have, boat. you stuck up a some music from uh, uh, next week's game on the show, which we'll get to here in a minute. We'll talk about that. And you talk to the people about the, the bizarre thing you put up today uh, with yeah, Mario so- in it.
0: As you guys might know, I run a side business, one of my five part-time jobs, uh, where I am a—I uh, I do digitization. People bring me reel-to-reel film, they bring me VHS tapes, and I put them on USB drives or YouTube or whatever. And every once in a while, something comes uh, to my comes comes around, and uh, I was like, "Well, this is going to be interesting." So I hold up in front of you right now. If you're watching online. This is a uh, VHS tape, and the label says Nintendo World Championships 1990. I thought, hmm, this might be interesting. And so I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, I didn't know if this was going to be footage of the, uh, the 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 competition, if there was going to be some, something like The Wizard, that classic film. Uh, but what it was <laughs> was uh, a boy dancing with a costumed um mario uh this is a what do you call these guys that are dressed up like the mascots uh there's a special name for them but anyway uh this is what he's got the big head and everything he looks like a sports mascot but it's mario and uh they're they're dancing around while in the background a song advertising nintendo fruit snacks plays and uh, I talked to the, uh, the 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 guy that gave me this tape, who is the uh, old band director of Buffalo High School, actually. And uh, I said, "Do you recall this at all?" And he said, "No, he has no recollection of it." But what he assumed. Was that, you know, while the world championships was going on, you have all these kids milling around. So they've got stuff for the kids to do. Kind of like when you go to a baseball game, there's like the thing where you can throw the ball and see how fast you can pitch it and stuff like that. And so this was, this was one of the side booths where they had Dance with Mario while they advertised Nintendo Fruit Snacks. And there's a rap that plays. And I got to say, Aaron, this kid, the band director from Buffalo High School's son, he's got some great dance moves. He puts on a full improvised routine for around two and a half minutes. He's it's entertaining. a rug. Yeah, it's funny I to- enjoyed it.
1: He, when he first starts out, he st- it looked like he was stepping up to Mario to get get the have fisticuffs. The camera right now is going it's going into puke mode, but I mean this is quite a piece of video you've uncovered, Boat. And I will say, Mario and this kid they they've been dancing now for for up two minutes straight. I mean, and this kid, you're right, hasn't repeated a move. He's just, he's going crazy. Mario, on the other hand. By the way, Mario is wearing his pants old guy style, if you notice that. Whoa! The kid does a full split. It's, this is on gold, Boat. That's why I would we had to highlight that. That's, that is gold right there, man. Uh, yeah, please check that out. It's on the channel. Uh, one last thing I'll, uh, I can uh, mention. Uh, fr- last Friday, I did a uh, a tribute to our uh, good friend, Edgar Vigdahl of Deluxe Galaga. friend. What's that?
0: Not actually our friend. But oh, our, he's
1: our, my friend, spiritual friend. That's, right. that's uh, right. To Edgar Vigdahl, friend of the community. He's responsible for uh, Deluxe Galaga, Deluxe Pac-Man. Uh, and then he went on to do some games that you've probably never heard of. And, and they're really, I don't think I played a bad game to a bunch. There was a couple that are kind of phone games that aren't the best. But I mean, there's some gold. Uh, and we go through and try to play everything he ever did. Uh, I, as far as I know, I don't think I missed anything except for one game that was on the iPhone. That's the only mm-hmm. game I couldn't play. Uh, so if you're into Edgar Vigdahl, want to learn about the guy, I actually talked to, um, uh, one of his collaborators who collaborated with him on, like, everything for his whole career, including Warblade, Deluxe Gallagher, everything. And uh, guy also did level design and stuff, and he was a real a fountain of information. Uh, and so it, we had a good time and uh, had a lot of fun playing tribute to Edgar. So if you're into uh, that sort of thing, uh, you can check that out as well. We released that this week, but I think that is all we've got, my friend.
0: All right. Well, what do we got coming up on the show next week? Let's see what we got here,
1: Boat. Oh, man. Now you know about this. It's Power Drome. And tell them why yeah. you know, Boat.
0: Well, I wanted to capture some footage because I knew this game was coming up. And so uh, I, uh, I, I fired this up on the Mister to play. And uh and then I kind of let it run for a while because I came over here and I was just you know jacking around on the computer. And uh then all of a sudden I hear and I'm like, what the heck is that? Where is that coming from? Power Drum has theme music that doesn't kick in unless you leave the game sit for 20 minutes. So uh (laughs) I, I I sat around, I fired the game up again, I waited another 20 minutes, and then I hit the record button uh to capture that so you can check that out on the channel. Uh but yeah, Power Drum. It's basically wipeout on the Amiga. Beautiful. Uh, well,
1: Wipeout was born on the Amiga. So that makes uh, that's dandy. Uh, yeah. you know, and we have started uh well I mean we've always sort of done it, but okay so you're gonna see some game footage creep across the channel and and, and almost always it's because the footage isn't anywhere. Uh like mm-hmm. I mentioned for uh their finest hour like, we could have used the footage for that. Please, someone make a guide for this game. But we went ahead and Brent digitized a uh, about a half hour of play. And so we, those are cases that will show up on the channel. I, I feel like we're doing, because we use a lot of footage from other channels. So I feel like we're at least trying to kick back a little bit, Bode, when it comes Absolutely. to this footage. So next week, it will be Power Drome, Good name, too, Bode.
0: Yes. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Thank thank you, as always, for listening and or watching. Uh, We are now streaming live to Twitch and YouTube. So uh, if you want to check us out on Friday nights, you can do so there. And patreon.com slash amigos podcast. We'll see you guys next time. And until then, adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigospodcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.